Say What? Say What Radio Show. With no agenda, it's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. And welcome to the Say What Show. It's March 2nd, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is uh, Dolly Howard and Jan Shaw. And Walt's supposed to be. I'm assuming he's having a little computer problem, and hopefully he'll get here. Um, okay, so, Dolly, hello. <laughs> hi. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Want to say hi to the audience? And- Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, my, uh, my brain is having difficulties today. Hello, everybody. I'm glad you're here with us. And um, I think we're going to have a good discussion tonight. Yes, we always do. Well, we think it is. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. we're not even biased. <laughs> not at all. And Jan, your show just now uh, was like, people, if you have not heard her show, you need to hear this show. Because as we got on the the Skype call, she said, people don't think things are happening. Well, she just listed a whole bunch of really good things that are happening. Um, So uh, what what do we do here? You want to kind of like give them a... Recap. I'll tell you the one that really amazed me, and I was—I apologize, but I was trying to feed the cats and the dog and some other things that I have to do, and I—I I wasn't exactly sure. The the, the Nancy, one, you're what? low. You're low. They can hardly hear you. They can hardly hear me. Oh, good lord. Okay. I didn't uh, want you to waste your breath. Oh, no, 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 no. Hopefully what I just did is made a difference. So um, let me know if I'm still low. You know, they did a do, they did do a Skypey thing, I think. He, hello, Walt's here. Okay. Hi, Walt. Why don't you say hi, Walt? Hi, Walt. Say hi, hi to everybody. <laughs> let me just get this taken care of. Check this. What, is he there? We don't hear you. Somebody message him that we're not hearing him if he's talking. He's still on mute. Maybe he's not hearing okay, us. Okay, so you hear me now? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. You you are goof now, Nancy. <laughs> I'm what? You're goof now. A typo. You're good now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me just see something here. All right. Hi, Walt. Did you have trouble getting on? Uh the problem wasn't that I made a mistake, is that uh, I don't think I, Skype will run if you don't turn it on, right? Oh, <laughs> oh is that right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you would, you would think that this, just launching the Cosmic Reality website was enough, right? No, no, you have to have Skype too. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, uh, I don't know how much you heard of uh, Jan's show that went off just before this one but it was uh, it was such a, a list of really good news and one of the things that I, I was asking her about in America you were saying that was was it Iowa or Indiana 
has gotten uh, some kind of a legal action to essentially shut down the uh, the storyline about COVID. And what was that all about? Do you know what I'm referencing? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here. I thought I'd just Hold say hello. <laughs> Sorry. You always forget me because you get what tied up with something else. <laughs> I just got so excited about listening to your show and that, you know, it's so important that people hear this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, this was to do with um, it's a lawsuit that's been filed and just trying to find, I'm not sure if I can find the article, but basically um, it's been filed in an Indiana, which was the report, but it's also been filed in a whole list of other states as well. And it was accusing, I can't remember who the plaintiffs were or the accused were or whatever the terminology is, <laughs> but it was basically accusing them of... Uh, a whole list of things, basically crimes against humanity because of the COVID facts. So um, it's been filed in a number of states. And also there's similar things now starting in the UK as well. Um, there was, uh, in 2021, there was a complaint registered with police forces in the UK basically um, claiming similar crimes that had been perpetrated against the people and the police ignored it of course but now since Andrew Bridgen in, who's um, an MP from West Leicestershire he's been raising all sorts of things in the House of Commons in Parliament in the UK and it's been booed and shouted down by the majority of the other MPs, of course. Um, but now there are there's lawsuits starting to be filed there as well and a lot of information now in the public domain and um, some of the people are running scared, basically. So it's all good. Lots of... Uh, um, repercussions for those people that are responsible for all of this. Who's responsible for putting these, this, getting this movement going in the United States? You, you cited the uh, parliamentary guy, but in Britain, but who, what's happened? Because I don't hear it in the Congress. So is this a grassroots thing or who's behind this? Um, it's an organization. If you give me a minute, um, I can find the article again. One day, um, the, 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 what do you call it? The, uh, um, um, the, uh, uh, the four, uh, the, what do you call it? The, um, the, the people involved in the, in, in the, in the drug industry, they are, aren't they the ones responsible for it? Well, no, no, not just them, but it's all the um, the politicians, the medical professions, oh. all of those who were mandating these shots, which were, even though they were aware from very early on that there were so many adverse reactions already known. Like about all the pilots it. that are dead? 
I, I think wow. uh, what is it? Pilots are down to like ten pilots per, per airline. <laughs> Isn't that uh, the truth about how many pilots died? And well, nobody quite, thought it was, I mean, nobody how thought many? It suspicious. <laughs> oh, here we are. I found it now. Okay. National Arms Grand Jury petition vaccine crime evidence being sent to Indiana Governor and Attorney General. Um, it's the National American Renaissance Movement is sending an 86-page grand jury petition containing evidence of C-19 vaccine crimes to the Indiana governor and the state attorney general. It's the 13th state to receive the grand jury petition. It was previously submitted to governors, attorney generals, along with prosecutors and sheriffs in Georgia, Arizona, Pennsylvania, New Mexico, South Carolina, Ohio, California, Tennessee, Texas, Idaho, Florida, and New Jersey. Um, it lists 153 exhibits of evidence and asserts that state and federal crimes have been committed. This uh, da, 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 crimes include murder, racketeering, biological weapons, laws violations, treason, and genocide. And it does have the executive summary linked and the petition link, but I didn't go into all of that. Can you uh, put the link in the uh, chat room? Yeah, just one moment, <clears throat> and I will find it. Because yeah, I'm because looking at I'm looking on my on my tablet at the moment, so I need to find it on my computer. I hate to put you through that, but I mean, it's it's like this. This information is. Okay, it's been presented, and it the, the amount of apparently the amount of evidence. How many how many pages did you say? Eighty something or something? Eighty six. Eighty six pages of data that is legally been submitted to the the states. Mm -hmm. So this this is something that every single citizen needs to know because it, it just it's 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 mind-bending that they finally got this far uh and and then what's this with the information coming out about killing the it what do they call it uh euthanizing patients in britain what was that about again oh god yeah that that's horrific um uh, the elderly in nursing homes who um, I mean, and it happened in hospitals as well. It's a bit like when um, patients in hospital were given remdesivir, which is, you know, it 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 kills people with multiple organ failure. Well, in in the UK, the NHS were giving midazolam and morphine to patients and they're both they suppress breathing and they were big being given to um people with respiratory issues and what they were doing was they wanted to increase they were labeling them all as covid deaths so they could raise the the fear porn about the number of COVID deaths. I mean, horrific. This was Matt Hancock, who I think was um, the health secretary at the time. 
and he he was responsible for ordering huge amounts of midazolam. Um, oh, Secretary of State for Health and Social Care he was. And what they discovered was a correlation between these deaths and the records of um, administering midazolam and morphine, which, you know, the, the number of deaths correlated by 90%. And what they were doing was it was with particularly with um, patients that had a DNR, do not resuscitate record. But then they were faking that as well. They would put do not resuscitate on people, even though family members hadn't authorised that. I mean, it's horrendous. It, it, it was, um, you know, murder, basically. No. I wonder if that's what they did to Christia. Because remember, she was getting better, and then she died. Could be. I don't know that it was done in the U.S. I know they were giving oh. them desivir in the U.S. Oh, yeah. I thought you were giving us a British pronunciation of it. There's two different drugs here? Yeah, yeah. I Midazolam mean, is different. Oh. Remdesivir, of course, was pushed by Fauci. Right. Well, it became it's, it's actually something that they use for lethal injections when they're um, uh, Execute. executing people. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But, okay, so um, in, in Britain, who, who's putting out this information? How well known is it? I mean, is this something that's legally being, you know, rearing its head or is this just people are starting to realize it because again you cited that I mean the number one thing to me to for proving that what we're saying is true is that there were no fluke outbreaks and I, mm. I told the story I, I I just I can remember you know it was this this image that they kept forcing on everybody of all these hospitals where people were like you felt like they were lined up on stretchers and probably not even stretchers to get into the hospitals. And there was no room and no doctors and no nurses. They were all overwhelmed. Well, that image first came to me when my aunt up in New York was explaining what was happening in New York a few years before that with the flu. You know, and I, I'm going like, well, I wonder how many flu cases there are. And I looked it up on the CDC website. And I tell the story. I'm looking at this chart and I'm trying to figure out what it's saying to me because it's not making any sense. And then I realized, well, there was some small print at the bottom of it and it said, these statistics may not be right. Something to that effect. And then I sat back and I looked at it again and I said, not right. The reason I can't figure out what it's saying is it's saying there's none. <laughs> there's been mm. no outbreaks you know so i went back that was in 2020 2022 and then i w went back and did a comparison to what the flu numbers were before that 
And the numbers, it was a percentage. It was it, for the last 10 years, a certain percentage of the population was going to catch the flu. So as the population grew, there were more flu cases. And I looked at the numbers and I did a little math and I said, so what would be the numbers for this year based on the population? And what happened? It came out with the number of the COVID cases. Mm. So, you know, you got to go like, Oh, my God, it's right there in front of us. And, you know, try to explain that to people. And, and it's but now when they're got the stuff with legal people behind it and they're you trying to use the governments to wake them up. I mean, this is this is a game changer, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And there are now I think it's 25, possibly 29 MPs now getting behind Andrew Bridgen and calling for an inquiry into all of this. Um, whereas he was standing alone. I mean, he he held um, similar to a town hall, but it was it was a, hear, a kind of small hearing last year um, to hear about the vaccine injured. And I think only three or four MPs showed up, but there was it was full of people who had either lost um, friends or relatives or the actual vaccine injured themselves. I mean, he's been pushing this now for months and, you know, getting nowhere and being booed and heckled in, in the House of Commons and shouted down. And now... Um, you know, he did manage to get a debate there. It was a short one. And some of the other MPs did seem to be supporting him. And now more of them have joined. Um, but you've still, I mean, the thing is still advertised everywhere. Get your COVID booster. And Rishi Sunak, who's an absolute asshole, um, where in response oh, to... He's the, prime He's the prime minister, yeah. Even the health secretary, I mean, she accused Andrew Bridgen of being a conspiracy theorist in all of this, despite the fact that the data's out there, you know, plain as day. Um, Rishi Sunak, in response to one of his questions, one of uh, Andrew Bridgen's questions, said, I can state unequivocally that the COVID vaccine is safe and effective or safe. Um, and he got cheered by the flipping house. I mean, these people, they have got to go down. For They're as, as um, in, complicit in this just for the fact that they're still supporting something that kills people. It's horrendous. And then the ONS comes out, the Office of National Statistics, it's really weird woman, comes out and makes an announcement that, oh, well, we're changing the way that we calculate the um, excess deaths now, which how conveniently reduced the number of excess deaths that they were going to report. So absolute fraud in terms of the reporting um, and 
the MHRA, which is the equivalent of the FDA, has already shared um, data with the pharmaceutical companies. And the, it's being demanded that they share that information with Parliament. And so far, they haven't responded to that at all. And now the chair or the, I've forgotten what her role is, she's conveniently resigned, probably is running for the hills because all of this is now coming out into the public domain. Astounding. And of course, this has been coming out of New Zealand for a while as well. Um, the guy who blew the whistle on it because he was in uh, he was in whatever organization it was where he had access to all the data about excess deaths he got arrested for being a whistleblower so they're still desperate to cover all of this up it's uh it's absolutely despicable what these people will do to cover their backs and uh, Andrew Bridgen was actually, um, in a, sorry? I say it's flabbergasting. It, 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 the idea that they're going to get away with this and why, I mean, it's like, good Lord, don't you see the boat sinking? You know, mm. get out now, get out now. You might have a chance of survival, but you keep fighting this and it's like, you're not going to win this. The truth's no. going to win. So on top of everything else, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're probably shit scared because, you know, they're going to be exposed for, for what they've done. Um, and I mean, even if they, you know, try and I mean, there's so many people that are trying to cover their backs saying, oh, well, we didn't know, you know, we had no idea. Let's have our amnesty now for all the people that tried to force you to have the shots and everything else. And, you know, the people that, like us, who have been saying all along, this thing is a bioweapon, were saying, no, F off, you know. You, you were saying things like, unvaccinated can't have medical treatment or we just got to let them die um all the rest of it so um, are there any numbers right now as to what percentage of the population still buys this line of their covid or are people waking up to no this is all fake this is all a lie I think more people are waking up because they're knowing they know people who have had adverse reactions or have even died after having the vax. Um, and there are people that have had shots and are now saying I'd never take another one. Um, so there are people waking up, but I haven't got any statistics on that. Oh. But, I mean, it's it's now coming out into the open, um, you know, the truth about the fact that it's a bioweapon. And, you know, the, the things that have come out from Ukraine about the biolabs, I mean, even Victoria Newland admitted that there were biolabs in the Ukraine, and 
oh, said it was for defensive purposes. But, you know, there are people still out there saying, oh, no, that's just a lie. It's, you know, it's fake news. Well, no, she she admitted it. And apparently the sampling, um, there was a journalist who actually went into this building in Ukraine and they found this, you know, it was deserted, but it had been a lab with samples and everything. And apparently samples were being sent to um, Pfizer, Moderna and other pharmaceutical companies from Ukraine. And, you know, that was one of the reasons that Putin invaded, because they had bioweapon labs right on the border with Russia. Well, there was the assistant director of, I think she was in the State Department, and she was before Congress during a hearing, and they flat out said to her, are you saying that you were afraid that the bio labs operated by Americans could be taken over by the Russians and used against us? And she said, yes, that's what we're afraid of. Except they were going to do it to the Russians, I think. That was the plan. Or to be part of this new world order, let's have another uh, pandemic. I I would think more China than Russia. What? I would think more that China can come over here and take over our bio labs rather than Russia. No, no, no. No, this is this was on the Ukraine border with Russia, the bio labs. Oh, they were Mm. all through the country. Uh, Supposedly, there was like over twenty of them now. Mm. Now, I I, that figure it kept climbing, you know. So I'm I won't stand by that figure, but there was at least a dozen of them that they absolutely knew about that were coming out. Yeah, but it's the Ukraine we're talking about here. That was one of the reasons that Putin, uh, like Jan just said, you know, hey, they're operating weapons factories on my border. Mm. Absolutely. They have weapon factories on our border. It's called fentanyl factories. And uh, our government is just fine with that. Yes, please, come in. So... (laughs) Wow. Uh, I mean, things <clears throat> things are at least at least people are beginning to see it. I mean, we've saw how much how much of the population saw it to begin with at least a third of us. I think it was more like, you know, closer to 50 because there they there were no statistics saying that enough people got the vaccination. You know, they kept saying, oh, the, the, everybody's getting the vaccination. You ch-. Well, no, that wasn't true. There's a vast majority of people that never got the vaccination. We're the control group. <laughs> We're the control group, yeah. Of course, now they're trying to get the same shit into us. But, but we know we can get rid of this stuff. It's called the love frequency, 528. <laughs> <clears throat> and a lot of other things. But it's not, well, it's like my, my friend from your country there, you know, Mark Steele. I don't understand how come more people are dying from these vaccinations. <laughs> You know, because the, it's a spiritual war. Yeah. Uh, 
amazing information. Anything else that we, Dolly, that you were listening to? I'd like to hear Jan say, if you don't mind, Jan, about all the uh, peoples who um, who they say are dying now. Or oh, sick you mean or whatever. The royal family thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me find that. So, yeah. Um, I think there's so many of them that they killed off a while back that now they finally have decided, hey, we better start uh, telling people because these uh, royals haven't been in public view. That's yeah, I mean, opinion. Charles, not my king. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, that I mean, he's he's oh. not the same. He's not the same person because when he was interviewed on the BBC, I think it was, you could look at him and think that isn't Charles. Doesn't look like him. Um, he's got cancer, which they're now saying is prostate cancer. Um, and I did see a report that said he'd only got about six months. Um, Kate Middleton, who's the Princess of Wales, that's a really odd story because she... Uh, let's set this up a little bit. She's married to William, who yes. is son of Charles, who would become yes. king if Charles dies. It's yes. his wife. Okay. And, and he's the Prince of Wales. So um, she supposedly had abdominal surgery she was taken into hospital and then um it was very odd because there don't didn't seem to be any visitors or anything and um she's never been seen since that was just before christmas the last public appearance was i think christmas eve and she's there's no sign of her returning to public life one quote was that it would take her nine months to recover which is really odd nobody knows what it was all about i did see one conspiracy theory here that she was on a ventilator but i don't know what that was all about she's supposedly back at home in windsor castle but um there's a lot of speculation about that Sarah Ferguson, who was married to Prince Andrew and who still lives in the same house as him, she's got skin cancer. Um, Prince Edward is, quote, stepping back. The day that there was a memorial service for King Constantine of Greece, who had close connections to the royal family because Prince Philip was um, of Greek origin. He was, that's where the Greek link comes in. And Prince William was his godfather. Uh, I'm not sure when he died, but fairly recently. <clears throat> um, Prince William was supposed to do a reading at the service and cried off literally a very short time, literally same day that this was supposed to happen. And he said for personal reasons, nobody knows what that was about. And this parade of the royal family walking to this memorial service had uh, Andrew and Sarah Ferguson heading it. Well, of course, Andrew, after all the 
the kerfuffle about his connections to Epstein um, and Virginia Gouffre is persona non grata and had his um, royal title stripped from him. So he's no longer uh, an HRH, his Royal Highness. Um, and then Queen Camilla, oh, God help us, she was there, um, Prince Anne and, and the like. But um, now I read today that Camilla, or tonight, it was on Twitter, Cam Camilla, Queen Camilla is standing down. She's taking time out of the public view now. So she's another one that's <laughs> going into hiding or whatever. Uh, Thomas Kingston, who's the son-in-law of the Duke of Kent, he died suddenly, and it turns out he had a, a shot to the head. He was found in an outbuilding of where he lived with his wife, Lady something or other. So that's very um, strange, suspicious. Well, are they calling it suicide or are they calling it murder? Claiming it's suicide, of course. Uh, okay. um, of course, Jacob Rothschild died on... It was announced Monday, I think. Um, <clears throat> and there was this weird parade on the mall outside, you know, near Buckingham Palace of two black horses and one white horse. And I, I've got an article that explains that a bit more or another tweet. Um, this was on, I think it was on Saturday that that happened certainly Friday or Saturday, and every, there were people watching, you know, crowds along line in the mall, and somebody videoed it and said, this is so weird because the, the Union flag was actually covered in a black, like, sheath covering, so it wasn't flying, and, you know, that's so more indicative of a royal death. What about so, the horses? I'm waiting for the punchline. Well, the, the did they die or what happened? No, 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 no. It's just not usual to have two black horses and a white horse on parade. Oh, that's that was the, the weird thing, um, which was only happened twice before, and I can find that in a minute. Hang on, let me. You know, this is the first yeah, time. Um, like, this is the first time I'm really glad you moved back to Britain because we get <laughs> a whole different look at the world. Yeah, this is a tweet by Cillian. The presence of the Grim Reaper at the King's coronation last year is beginning to make a lot more sense, and that was visible on video. I don't know if you ever saw that. This figure in black looked looked like was carrying um you know the, the yeah and um two black horses were spotted with a captured white horse and a black flag outside buckingham palace the last two times this happened were just before world war ii and when queen elizabeth ii died which is why people were you know calling it out as what the hell is going on um 
Let me go back to where my other list. Uh... So let me understand this. This was an actual funeral? No, it was just a parade. And and um, and all these royals were there. No, the 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 horse parade was nothing to do oh, with okay. the memorial service. It was a completely separate occasion. Uh, okay. Um, it wasn't a funeral. It was like um a celebration or whatever they called it, like a memorial service, because of the connection to the royal family. Um, so he was from Greece. They probably had the funeral in Greece and everything, but they did a memorial service in the oh. UK. King Constantine of Greece. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got so confused. And he's, and he's, and he's part of the Royal family in Europe. Yeah. In other words, there's a, a genetic connection to him. Well, Philip, Prince Philip that was married to the queen he was, um, we, also, we always used to call him Phil the Greek because he had origins in Greece. So that's where the connection is. I see. So it was like a family memorial ceremony for somebody yeah. that died out of country. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King of Norway is in hospital. The Queen of Denmark abdicated. And now they're not connected with the royal family, but the Pope's in hospital. Um, he's still alive? No, alive. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just a, to me, he's a toy pipe, Pope, not a real Pope. Yeah. Um, Probably engaged, CGI. Engaged, engaged Stranger uh, posted the picture of the Grim Reaper. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So well, I didn't care how they tried to spin that one because we did talk about it. There's no, there was no way of not saying that looks like the Grim Reaper. No, yeah. they claimed it was a verger. <laughs> a virgin. A verger. It's one of the kind of the. They're like the assistants in the Church of England, a verger. What is, well, the, what is the stick for? It looks like it's going to kill something with that thing. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's what people were saying. It looks like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so <laughs> they're just trying to spin it, you know, and deny the fact that it was the Grim Reaper or look like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> so, you know, they'll try and make anything up to cover things up this picture came from the coronation ceremony that was yes yes yeah. and it, it was held which church was it held in oh it being um oh god uh, the big westminster one. abbey it, it yeah. usually is westminster abbey yeah, yeah. yeah. so now, even if it is him okay the fact that this picture captures something that is so you know, everybody knows what the Grim Reaper, well, most people know what the Grim Reaper is. And that that's an interesting story. Let me see. It started it started to uh, trend uh, at the time of the, I think it was a black plague. There was some kind of a plague happening. 
And there were images in art that showed somebody that looked like this with that sieve, but the sieve was like putting out all of the, well, they'd call it a virus, the, the toxin that was making everybody sick. And that's where it, it came from, <clears throat> that image. So the image has been around for a very long time. And <clears throat> even if it was somebody that was <clears throat> and the picture was taken, it still ended up being a symbolic picture of, I mean, everybody in the, in the, that was in that church is apparently dying. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> oh boy you know I mean I want to know the backstory to so much of this you know who who is it spiritual see I think it's a spiritual battle so I oh, think yeah. beyond looking for some symbology that may be human created we have to look at what the what the spiritual world is telling us don't worry we got you <laughs> they're all dead <laughs> Wow. Boy, I'd be nervous if I was sitting in that church at that time. Now that, that, that if I heard your report. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, how we don't know. We don't know how many other people in that church are sick. We don't, do we? We're no. already dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, very is, interesting. this is getting very fun. It's all very weird. Somebody even commented um, that William, with his bald head, looks rather like a Rothschild, which wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, we know Harry isn't um, Charles's son. He's the son of, forgotten his name now, the guy who was uh, seeing Diane, Diana. Um yeah, he was ex-army or army. I can't remember his name now, but, you know, red hair and all the rest of it. <laughs> so we know Harry isn't Charles's, but people are now saying, oh, well, William looks like a Rothschild. But they're all they're all so incestuous, these families, aren't they? So I wouldn't, wouldn't put anything past them. Well, if I was Diana... And I married that dude, Charles, and found out on my wedding night that he's really a lizard in human skin. There's no way I would want him diddling with me. No. Although that was the reason he married her. He wanted, they wanted new blood into the bloodlines. And people would always say, oh, she's always crying, yada, yada, yada. What? I would, too, because she was duped. Because, <laughs> like Jan said, they wanted fresh blood. Yeah, and they did. And I read that she was taken through a horrific initiation ceremony as well. Oh, jeez. Satanic um, oh, initiation that, ceremony. Which wouldn't put it past, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, we know what the royals are, don't we? So, yeah. Um, Boy, she survived the accident and is still alive. Boy, well, she yeah. to tell. Well, I think it was put on the accident. Well, there was a huge amount of symbolism related to that. I read an article about it. Um, 
you know, around the bridge and all sorts of things that were very satanic symbolism related. So, um, but yes, the rumour has it that she's uh, alive. But uh, we'll see, won't we? See if she and JFK Jr. show up at some point. Well, I don't think she's Melania. Remember when that story came out? Oh, yeah, no. I never believed that for a freaking minute. That was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I'll calm down. I mean, some conspiracies are just bullshit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, engaged strangers. <sighs> didn't the car hit the thirteenth pillar in the tunnel? Yeah, I think I think it did actually. I'm not, as I say, I, there was a great deal of detail to the report I read, but it's going back several years now. Um, I mean, all sorts of things. I mean, it, completely off the subject, but there's still this mystery around the disappearance of Madeline McCann, and. I mean, she, the family, was from Leicester, which is where I lived for 24 years. Mind us who she is. She's that little girl. Yeah. And um, they put out um, identikit pictures of the people that could were suspects, and they look like John and Tony Podesta. Very much now, like him. And also... Who, who is she? Madeline McCann was abducted from an apartment. How old she was? Four years old. She was about four years old. Yeah, she's a blonde, little blonde, blue-eyed girl, uh, about four years old, and she was abducted from this apartment in Portugal when her parents and other friends were on holiday, on vacation. And they were all down at this uh, tapas bar and left the kids alone. And there's all sorts of suspicious stuff. I mean, I I think the parents were involved because the way that they um, behaved on interviews and things, absolutely emotionless. Um, And also... A guy called, I don't know if you're familiar with Clement Freud. Um, he was no, a, I'm not. He was a descendant of um, Freud, the psychiatrist, psychologist. But he was a chef. He was British. And he had a house not far from where all this happened. And he'd been accused of pedophilia. And so the little girl sounds like she was an offering. That's why the, there's no emotion because she was yeah, used, could well she was, be. They used her like she was just an offering. She was just you know a satanic offering, a a ritual, a, a, a ritual sacrifice. Mm. And she's never been found. I mean, somebody came forward probably last year sometime or the year before from somewhere like Romania claiming to be um, to be her having grown up but it was a complete scam I mean the DNA and everything else and all sorts of other things um, 
but yeah um and the McCann parents ended up visiting Clement Freud's house while they were in Portugal. So everything is really dodgy about the whole thing. I mean, they've they've come up with certain suspects from time to time, but definitely the the identikit pictures of two of the suspects are definitely John and Tony Podesta stands out a mile. So well, maybe we should remind people who the protesters are. Well, yes. Well, John Podesta is still around, isn't he? He's now. Um, what's he doing? With, I think he re is replacing John Kerry, isn't he? Is the climate czar, John Podesta? He was well, that. <laughs> yeah. He was um, Hillary Clinton's um, campaign manager or something. Yeah, something like that. I'm just looking him up now. And um, he's the he's the one that 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 was saying we should look at the ETs. He became very vocal about ETs. He was on uh, one of the ET shows, uh, Ancient Aliens. Yeah, he was um da, da, da. He was White House Chief of Staff to Bill Clinton and mm. he was Hillary uh chairman of Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. But he was also mentioned in the Wikipedia uh, um not Wikipedia. Um WikiLeaks release of emails where they were in exchanging these in emails with all the pedophilia code words like pizza and handkerchief and all the horrible things that they do. So, and also, you know, they were involved in the spirit cooking with uh, Marina Abramovich. I mean, they're all into this and, and, if, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the art that these people have in their houses. Tony Podesta is some kind of consultant, I think, um, who may have been a lobbyist, um, but that's John Podesta's brother. And he has all sorts of horrific artworks in his house one of which well um yeah i can't remember the name of the the no um, details, no details. <laughs> <laughs> all right but they've got these images that look like children um literally being well, I won't go into it, but children in, in really weird, with weird creatures with them and all sorts. I mean, it's really how people have art like that is just unbelievable. So they, they're all in it together. And, of course, you know, Obama, is a, a, there was something on, hang on, I think I have it in my Twitter. That's another thing. I bookmarked all these, so I would have them for the show today but somebody posted um let me see if i can find it 
Here we are. Um, Obama ran a pedo ring out of the White House. And it's got WikiLeaks. Obama ran pedophile ring out of White House. Julian Assange un unveiled another bombshell Sunday evening. I don't know when this was from. It's a screenshot. Um, that Alleging that WikiLeaks now has hard proof that former President Barack Obama operated and participated in a pedophile ring based in the White House. A leaked email released today read a young boy, the age of five, he will make the perfect catamite for the president. He will arrive from Romania on Tuesday. I'm sure the president will be pleased. Um, the leak is bound to start a massive investigation. Ha ha, Assange said. That is if we can get the word out before the news is swallowed up by the Obama shadow government. Uh, other notables named in the report as being involved in the ring are Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Tim Kaine, Elizabeth Warren, Jimmy Carter, Harry Reid, Ben Affleck, Cory Booker, Al Frank and Nancy Pelosi. So there, there you are. You know, I know for listeners who haven't been exposed to this information before, or have been, and sort of like don't want to hear it. I'm with you. I'm with you. But the depravity and the just absolute evilness that these people apparently are capable of, because this is not something new. This is information that's being disclosed over the last 10 years at least, and maybe before that. And every time it would kind of like, rear its head in my rear view mirror I'd go no I don't want to look at that because it was it was just something that you didn't want to think that a human being was capable of mm. and we don't we're not going to really understand our enemy until we can understand their depravity and exactly and it, it just goes beyond what you can even contemplate right right but we have to we have to come to a internally you know realize that th this this is part of the when we say the deep cabal this is this is part of it this is very real this is their reality so when we're talking about this king or that queen or the princes or everything dying off that's a very good indication of how far this battle is really gone because all of the people that she was citing have been known. We've gotten the information before from very many different sources, you know, and you all want to, and I mean, I do it, oh, like, you know, some, some conspiracies are just bullshit, and I kept wanting to do that, but when the preponderance as an intelligence officer, when a preponderance of evidence is indicating that the enemy is doing a certain thing, I have to, as the intelligence officer, say, Commander, I think we better pay attention to this because I'm getting a lot of evidence saying it's happening. And that's all we're trying to do here is to make you aware that there's some very, very evil, unbelievable evil that is being perpetuated by the same people that can <clears throat> do things like kill off the vast majority of the population with vaccines. Okay, that will 
convince you that, you know, you're crazy because you believe that this is happening. To break up families, to break up economies, to break up nations, all of this is tied together. This is a very, very evil group we're fighting. But the good news is that with every limita- every elimination of these people in public, it's like Dolly says, there's a lot of indication that a lot of these people were taken out years ago. But now it's becoming acknowledged by the powers that are, not the powers that were, the white hats, saying, okay, get prepared here because all these people, we're not going to, we're just going to let you know that they've died from natural causes so we can get them off the playing board because we've actually taken care of them in other ways. But we're not going to tell you that because this whole thing is really, really nasty. And how much can you lay on people? You know, when so when people think there's some kind of deceit or something happening or, you know, how much can you really lay on the people that don't know what we know? Go ahead, Jan. I think you're the one that wants to talk. Yeah, I was just going to say that this has been going on for millennia, actually. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is that it can only be dealt with when it's out in the light, when it's when people are aware of it otherwise it just continues ad infinitum uh hidden away but it just it's still going on and it's horrific well you have to, we have to stop accepting this as normal a lot it's unfortunate but a lot of people to this day still think some of this stuff is normal like for example look at all the i know that it's uh, the woke people talking about this but look at all the uh, the things they're uh, they're mm-hmm. doing uh, magazines. They're doing articles where they're, they're discussing openly that it's not, pedophilia is openly. It, it oh is oh it's natural. It's natural for children to be sexually curious. It's natural for children to have like the idea of sex with a grown-up how is that natural how is that natural where in what world is that considered natural and yet they're discussing they're discussing it openly so until that 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 has to stop because mm. that that that's exactly indicative of the things that these people consider normal how yeah that? and uh, and so, i mean it's as you said it's normalizing pedophilia and you know the the royal family is notorious for being involved in pedophilia. Um, Lord Mountbatten was notorious for pedophilia with young boys. Um, you know, got Andrew, of course. But why was the royal family so close with Jimmy Savile? I mean, he was not only. Um, a pedophile he was a necrophile Ugh. yeah because he he volunteered at stoke mandeville hospital as a porter so he had victims there not only living but dead i mean these people are absolutely unbelievable um so why would um Jimmy Savile be knighted by the royal family. <laughs> kind of and, gives you an idea on the quality of knights. 
It does. And, you know, he he was really close with the royal family. And as somebody commented, you know, the the level of protection around the royal family is is so strict that of course they must have known what Jimmy Savile was up to. So um you know this this is the reason why the royal family has to go. And I mean, Alex, uh, not Alex Jones, da David Icke has been saying for years that they're reptilians and people have even said they've seen uh, the queen shape shifting. I think even Putin said that he wouldn't go near her or some other <laughs> leader. And and that was part of the, the ceremony that they put Diana through. And she even said they're not human. She was quoted saying they're not human. So we can't ignore this. If you ignore a problem, it never gets solved. It's no good burying your head in the sand. Or you, or you consider that it's, no, it's, it's normal. It's, it's normal, you know. They're, they're different people. They're different from us. They have different customs. They have different ways of doing things. So it's normal for them. Oh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> mm. Okay. We're at the top of the uh, hour here. Do you want um, somewhere with a rainbow or disturbance? Oh, well, let's have some disturbance. <laughs> okay. I think people are that, disturbed Dolly? already. <laughs> yeah. You good with that, Dolly? Absolutely. All right. Here we go. And welcome back to Say What? It's March 2nd, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Dolly Howard, Walt Silva, and Jan Shaw. So that was an interesting first hour. We got current events and spiritual war talked about. Uh, Dolly, do you want to change the theme of the next hour by giving us some kind of a new subject? Yeah. Uh, let me see. Well, thanks for sending me that email and telling me that that wasn't what I reported wasn't really true. Well, the reason I sent it to you because I thought it, it was a it was a good article, but by changing the order of the events the way they did, they totally changed the significance of the article because and it's and I said, no, if Dolly looks this, she's gonna be embarrassed because she's saying things in one way and in reality the story is in another way. And that's not fair to you. So that's what, that's yeah. what, why I sent it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, let me let me get Nate, Mitch out of here because he's starting his uh, nightly call. You keep going. Okay. Um, here's a good news thing that we all anticipated, but I can give it to you from Ann Vandersteel in X, dated February twenty ninth. Uh. Where'd you go? You guys hide on me sometimes. Here is the link that I got it from. There's the link. So y'all can look it up yourself and see I'm not just making it up because I like Trump. <laughs> Says massive win for Trump in Pennsylvania. 
Greg Stenstrom and Leah Hoops won their legal case in Pennsylvania with co-defendant Donald Trump and can now say there was election fraud in 2020. This is big and may reverse not just number six. What is that? Let me finish and we can talk about This is big and may reverse not just number J6 and show the intelligence agencies at fault, but actually also show Pfizer and all those who failed to sign oaths of office at fault for Pfizer damage and lack of clinical efficacy documents. Stay tuned. Things are developing fast. Okay, now, here I think we'll explain to you what you're asking, Walt, okay? Okay. This is Gregory Stenstrom. We won. No mass. The truth is a complete defense. Our defamation suit, in which we were co-defendants with President Trump, this is explaining it, Walt, is over with the exception of a motion for sanctions that we expect will still be heard tomorrow morning in Philadelphia. Plaintiff Savage and attorney J. Connor Cochran have withdrawn their complaints less than 24 hours before they were scheduled to appear in court with Leah Hoops and myself to consider motion for summary judgment in our favor, for our truth is a complete defense. And our motion for sanctions against Savage and Corcoran. Uh, as those of you who have been following along know, we have submitted a large volume of filings with the court in preparation for tomorrow's hearing and a discovery hearing that was scheduled for March 25, 2024. And we're beating them to a pulp. This is over the elections, well, if you haven't gathered it yet. We have also filed similar motions to dismiss and for sanctions against Delaware County and attorneys from Dwayne Morris, LLP, and they're beating their brains in there, too. (laughs) Dwayne Morris officially withdrew as attorneys this week for Newsmax in other litigation that we called out in our motions as conflicts and criminal collusion. So they're fighting back showing the proofs that they have, how things were put together, uh, the lies about the 2020 elections and Trump and, and his buddies and all that. To our knowledge, this is the only case against President Trump and Rudy Giuliani in the country in which we were co-defendants with them that they have won. And credit where credit is due. Leah and I did all the heavy lifting. 
expect more winds in the near future in our march to show that the November 2020 election was stolen and to restore election integrity and transparency in Pennsylvania. We're going after Shapiro hard and not going to quit until they all say no mass. I know I I don't I can't explain no mass to you. It's Latin, and I can't I I don't know what it is. And it's then, Spanish. It's Spanish is it means no more. It's a, oh, it's it, Spanish. I thought it yeah. was Latin. See, <laughs> no. that's how much I didn't know. <laughs> and he ends that article by Semper Fi. And uh, so that that's is. Latin. <laughs> Always faithful. I yeah. knew that that I call that marine talk. <laughs> Simplify. Um so that is a big step in the court system acknowledging there was a lot of hanky panky going on in twenty twenty and they stole basically stole the election. Yeah, it's a great precedent. But yeah. I have a question, a question for you, Dolly. Is uh, how do they get a judge to listen to them? Because isn't one of the big issues behind this whole business, this whole scenario, that all the judges are so corrupt that they're all refusing to listen to reason? Is How do they get a judge to listen to this and, and actually uh, listen to what's being said? And accept the truth of what uh, what's being said. I have That's... no idea, Walt. I imagine it's because it's related to an actual indictment, whereas the others were petitions for it to be heard purely on the basis of um, of election interference, and they rejected it for lack of standing, so they never actually heard any evidence. But because this was a already a court case, then they, ha you know, when they present it to court, it has to be considered. So I think and that the, would that the would be the reason. Take, then the judges cannot ignore it. Unturned. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. You see, they, they keep talking about how many of these election fraud cases have been thrown out from the courts, but they always fall back to what Jan referred to as the standing. And a, the way that I understand this is that if you don't prove that you were in some way harmed, then you can't bring the case to court. Am I right on that, Jan? Yeah, which to me was ridiculous because everybody in the country's been harmed. But right. that was the ruling that the judges made. Yeah, they that, they threw out was, the cases on that basis. Yeah, so he was he's never been the cases have never been brought before uh, a judge jury thingy because they keep throwing it out on this one thing. So and we, you know, I think any sane person is going to go, "Are you kidding me?" You know, what about this young lady, uh, Lakely, in, in uh, uh, Georgia, you know? I think she's been harmed. How about all the other people that have been harmed? Because of why? Because Donald Trump was not president and did not open the border. So, I mean, it's like, good Lord. So, yeah, I think that he's absolutely correct. There'll be a lot more of these cases going before these judges because, hey... 
like I say, you're a rat in a ship that's sinking, you better bail. (laughs) (laughs) And that that just opened the door of the courthouses for these things to be tried. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Excellent. I haven't yeah. seen that. I mean, I follow Anne van der Steel, but of course, you know, unless you're on it 24 hours a day, you don't get to see everything Yeah, that's and I only, go on, I only go on a couple times uh, a week, so I don't... Well, I go on every day, but not all day. <laughs> um, that's there's... where I get a lot of my news from. Yeah, me too. Um, there's another one. It's quite long. Nancy, did you? Oh, you didn't look at the thing, though, did you? No, go ahead. Me. Okay, this is about liberty and justice for all in the uh, from the American America out loud. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment, and this was posted March second. 2024, which is today, and I'm going to give you the link. Hold on, copy. Uh, and here is paste. There you go with that. And I will post the picture of this bimble because <laughs> it will help to uh, refresh your memory who the, who it is. Uh, see, I don't even know it to, if it's a live person or just a a bimbo or what. I don't know. It's it's just not doesn't act like humans should act. That's her. All right now. Oh, come on. This is when Mel White a political scientist and small business owner was asked to look into Letitia James. That's that thing's name, Letitia James. Financials last week. She really wasn't expecting to find much. As you probably know, James is the Attorney General of New York who just secured a $454 million judgment against Donald Trump. James was elected as the New York AG Attorney General in 2018 and re-elected in 2022. Prior to that, James was the New York City public advocate for four years and a New York City council member, city council member, for eight years. Prior to elected office, she was a public defender for legal aid with a modest salary. (laughs) Yeah. In other words, Letitia James is a lifelong public servant and other than a mishap in the 2010s where she neglected to list the Brooklyn brownstone she owns and rents out on her financial disclosure forms. She hasn't had any public scandals. Oh, but wait! With that being said, White was blown away by what she found. And you're going to be too, I think. I know I was. 
When downloading and sorting the expenditures of any politician running for re-election in a state seat, a safe seat, and that means an incumbent with hardly any competition and will be safely re-elected, is how they use their campaign funds to supplement their lifestyles. They live like no one in middle America could ever imagine. And then it's got this little table. Letitia James expenditures 2018 through 2023. She spent no, $648 in hotels. And... In airfare, she spent $84,038. Now, where is she getting all this money? And that's just the beginning. Car rentals, $15,913. Meals and catering. Meals and catering. Watch, listen to this. $101,187. Oh, I said that wrong. $101. Thousand one hundred eighty-seven. Big party. Huh? <laughs> Sounds oh, like yeah, she was good. throwing I, a big party. Yeah. Reimbursements. I don't know who from. Sixty-five thousand seven hundred nine dollars, and the total three hundred eighty-four thousand four hundred ninety-five dollars. What does that mean? Well, in 2023 alone, James spent over 28500 on hotels. Over 15000 of that was spent on luxury hotels in Puerto Rico. Then there's the airfare. In the five years she's been at New York State Attorney General, James has spent over 84000 on airfare, to fly over all over the country. This includes private jet rentals. She's billed her campaign over $20,000 a year for meals. And no, these aren't large catering events. These are receipts for everything from $18 at Dunkin' Donuts to $60 at Dave and Buster's to $165 at an oyster bar in Massachusetts, and then $700 at a steakhouse in Brooklyn. Can you imagine going and eating that much? Oh. Then there are thousands spent on Uber and Lyft, tens of thousands spent on office. It's a title they give, office, from Target, to BJ's Wholesale. So she buys things at Target and BJ's and puts it under a title office. Over $7,000 was dropped at a nightclub in New York City and billed as office. (laughs) What kind of office is that? It goes on and on. The multiple stays at the Beverly Hills Wilshire The $65,000 in reimbursements to campaign consultants. Oh, that's reimbursement. Which could literally 
be anything. Speaking of campaign consultants, can anyone tell me why a state attorney general would need to spend over $300,000 in a single year in 2023 on campaign consultants when she just won re-election the previous November? What could she possibly be consulting on? Furthermore, why do these million-dollar campaign consultancy firms always seem to be run out of random two-bedroom apartments? To be clear, Ms. James isn't breaking the law with her expenditures. But considering the high bars she set for Trump in his civil fraud case, it's more than a little galling that she plays so fast and loose with what she deems to be legitimate campaign expenses. $4,335 at Nathan's Lux Lifestyle on Martha's Vineyard last August. Mm-hmm. That's what the guy said. $4,335. Oh, in one month. Or, yeah, in August. $5,122 dropped at the 48 Lounge in New York City last September under expense code office. I would have liked to work in an office like that. In the end, she says, right. So you might be wondering where all this money comes from. Well, here's where things get interesting. Now, remember last couple shows? Just try to remember what we were talking about. It appears Attorney General Ms. James is wrapped up in the ghost donor scam. Hold on. You may think that ghost donor bots were just operating at the federal level, but this investigation revealed how big it is at the state level. That ghost is like, uh, what? it'll tell you down here later, Smurfs. That's the word I was trying to think. The ghost thing is the same thing as the Smurf thing, and you'll hear more information details, so hold on. Here's a list of Ms. James' total donations and their corresponding receipts by year. Does anything jump out at you? I don't have that. I don't have this. Well, let me read what's here. Obviously, 2022 is off the charts. Over 32,500 receipts and over 62% are from out of state. Who the heck donates to an attorney general running in a totally safe seat in a whole other state? Answer, ghost donors. What are ghost donors? Ghost donors, sometimes called Smurfs, are sophisticated bot programs that use the names and addresses of real Americans to make donations to political campaigns. This allows the people running the programs to circumvent 
campaign finance laws. The donations are made in thousands of small dollar increments that are easily looked over on a cursory review. They take the big wad of money and they break it down into little sums that go under the, uh, the wire. Take, for instance, this woman named Suzanne from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Suzanne has to be one of the most faithful Democratic donors on the planet. Not only did she make 3,232 individual donations to Act Blue in just one year in 2022, totaling more than $46,193, but she also found the time and money to make 25 separate donations for for $266 to Letitia James' campaign and another nine for $305 to Kathy Hochul. And she didn't stop there. Suzanne's name was on the donor rolls in Nevada, in Idaho, and Virginia. (laughs) Or how about this lovely old lady, Barbara, from Silver Springs, Maryland? Ms. Barbara, a retired 71-year-old widow living in a modest townhouse, not only made 1,547 donations to Act Blue at the federal level, totaling more than 37 million, no, $37,000. But she also gave Letitia James $610 total in 34 separate transactions. See, they took that, they took that big amount and they made them into 34 little amounts so that they don't have to report. And then she sprinkled some money in Nevada, Massachusetts, and Wisconsin. This could keep going, but you get the point. Almost every name researched from James' 2022 donor list had at least 200-plus donations at the federal level for 2022, and many of them had over 2,000. It turns out ghost donors are just as big of a problem at the state level as they are at the federal level. The investigation reveals that there are unknown entities funding our state and federal elections. And everywhere you turn, there is a more than willing corrupt politician using this tainted campaign money to fund their extravagant lifestyles. Does anyone else believe it's time for campaign finance and election reform? If you're interested in looking into reading, looking into reading more info about ghost donors, check out electionwatch.info where Peter Berniger and his team have tediously tracked and documented this scam all across the country. Now, I read some of his reports last 
Well, never the last show was I was on. I do believe that one or the one before. So um, if you go there, you'll find out a hell of a lot, oh, a heck of a lot of more information. Electionwatch.info. And that's the end of that. Okay, we we can see where they, they are recording the money is coming from these people. But yes. in reality, where is this huge amount of money? Where is it coming from? <clears throat> Probably Soros. <laughs> and organizations like pharmaceuticals and and uh, Sony and and any place that wants to buy their attentions. Hey, they got thread. So they're on. pulling the thread. They're pulling the thread. It's coming unraveled. They've got the thread now. You know, all you have to do is is go back to the bank records. Where was this money coming from? So it's it's going to be difficult getting those records. They're going to have to have some power behind them. But this is this is amazing. And it just seems to be every show there's more information on it. So that's a good indicator. The snowball is gathering momentum and growing yeah. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's gonna be a big what do you call those things? Like Dave, Dave, one of Dave's friends, a Sasquatch. It's gonna, that little snowball is gonna turn into a Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you always said, D five, which is the highest level of avalanche. Yeah. yeah, and what's amazing is they are finally uh, somebody's taking. Uh, their time to look into this stuff and they're reporting it and they are still alive. They haven't been killed yet. There's too many of us to kill us all. Yeah, I think so. That's the only reason there's too many of us. Yep. That was that was a, a, a sign that was put across the George uh, Georgetown University, I believe it was their administration building, and that's what it said during the Vietnam protests. They can't kill us all. I've oh. never seen seeing it, you know. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think we're at that point because, yeah. like, when Jan was reporting on that uh, guy who's like a congressman, right? He'd, he'd be like a U.S. congressman in Britain. That was uh, what's his name again? The one that was up there talking to an empty room. Oh, Andrew Bridgen. Bridgen, yeah. So you know, I mean, Bridgen's still alive. Bridgen's making motions. You know, so it's like this is a good indicator. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll live through this, Jan. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the trouble is in the UK, we haven't got a Trump. I mean, Farage is probably one of the better ones, but I mean, at the moment, people are saying, well, I'm never going to vote conservative again, which is the equivalent of the Republicans, um, because of Rishi Sunak and all the uh, WF puppets in there, and they're all shouting down the um, vaccine injuries, and they're also not doing anything about the ridiculous levels of immigration, illegal immigration that 
people are coming across in rubber dinghies across the channel from France. And Sunak's been saying, oh, we're going to stop the boats, we're going to stop the boats. And of course, nothing happens because it's the same playbook as Biden has. Um, and the Labour Party, which is the Democrat equivalent, they're as bad, if not worse. Keir Starmer, who's the leader, he's a WF puppet, all in favour of money to Ukraine and, um, you know, the the situation with the Islamists in the UK is getting completely out of hand now. In fact, there was um, they projected this sign-up onto Big Ben, which is the big clock tower on the House of Commons, from the river to the sea, or whatever the slogan is. And um, one MP has stood down because he was under threat from Islamists. And um, now they've they've um, allocated thirty one million pounds for security protection for MPs for um, against attacks from Islamists. I mean, it's absolutely insane the way this country is falling apart because of the level of the immigration here and of course we're a much smaller country than the US and there's far fewer places to send these immigrants and of course we've got groomers countless stabbings I mean I posted on on X you know what all these gun control idiots are saying, oh, you know, we've got to stop the guns because that's what causes all these mass shootings and things. Well, we have stabbings everywhere. We have flipping Muslims roaming the streets with machetes. We've had people stabbed to death in the street. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely horrific. And we have no real alternative well, maybe you do. Maybe you do. <clears throat> I mean, you know, <clears throat> the game's not over yet, and so well, true. Just, but we've got yeah, we've got a general uh, election on it, it its way uh, either latest this uh, year or early stop. next year. But stop, 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 <laughs> stop, please. Okay, you're forgetting that you know it's very likely that Diana will come back become prime minister of Britain. And everything will be fine. She's in the wings. She's not Melania, but she's in the wings. I mean, there's so many options to the scenario that you've fallen into here. Oh, and I know there are. I'm, I'm just saying that in the U.S., of course, Trump is going to be coming back in 2024 and is going to be, you know, dealing with all the crap in, in the U.S. And he'll deal with a lot of the crap across the world as he did in his first administration you know with peace talks and everything else um i used to think boris johnson was in alignment with trump but i think he i'm pretty sure he was taken out when they said he had covid and was in intensive care because he's a complete asshole now do you know that he tried to extort a million dollars out of tucker to do an interview with him well Okay, but what I want to do right now 
because <clears throat> I, I actually want to change the entire subject because okay. I, I just want to share this with people because it was so kind of, uh, well, is it Aniata Vedician? And on Wednesday, she did something that was, well, you're going to find out, but she's answering questions. It's only four minutes and 26 seconds, okay, so under five minutes. She's answering a question that she gets from people all over the world. She gets a lot of people that message her. This is a question, so I'm going to just play this and, and listen, you know, because it's, it's interesting. This is from RJ. RJ asks, I want to speak with aliens. How do I speak with aliens? Help me to speak with aliens. I really want to speak with aliens. So what I deduce from this email is that RJ wants to speak with aliens. So let's help RJ out if we can. RJ, I think you should make it clear what type of aliens you want to speak with and also why. If it's just curiosity, then it would be just the same as using a Ouija board. You would be surfing without anti-malware software and I advise against Ouija boards. If you have one, burn it. Now, once you've figured out, RJ, what type of ET you wish to speak with and why, then you should engage in deep breath meditation for at least one month to clear your channels and strengthen your cosmic connection. During that one month, no alcohol, no recreational drugs, no dairy, no sugar, lots of water, limit your grain intake and no junk food. And once you feel ready, set aside 10 minutes each day for as long as it takes and sit quietly, breathing normally, and create a room in your mind, a simple room, one armchair, one table, and on the table is a cosmic answering machine and a telephone. And you can decorate the room any way you please, but I advise keeping it plain and let the phone and the answering machine be the focus. Take your time creating it. Make it a stable environment, because this is the room where you will be able to speak with your ETs. So once you've created this room, step into the room and affirm that all information comes to you from light and only light. Go to the table, press the replay button on the answering machine, and this is where the aliens will leave messages for you. Now, there probably won't be any messages on the first day or even for a few days, and that's okay. But it's very important to check because it sets up the expectation. So, are you going to be able to talk to the ETs or is it just messages? No, you can use the telephone to contact the ETs. It's easy because this phone line only goes to one place. The ET switchboard for all the ETs currently in our solar system and the switchboard will direct your call. So you pick up the handset, no matter how retro it feels, stay with me, pick up the handset and press the big red button in the middle of the telephone. And you will be connected to the ET hotline and a live operator fluent in earth languages will ask you how they may direct your call. And you can take it from there. That's why you need to know who you want to speak to, or at least what type of ET, what is the nature of the call, okay? So, RJ, there are no magic tricks with this sort of thing. It's persistence, diligence, and focus. 
and then maybe a little sprinkling of incense and hocus pocus. But it is primarily persistence, diligence and focus. And the cleaner your energy anatomy is, the better the information received. So, by the way, if anyone thought I was joking about the ET exercise, I'm not. It's a standard exercise and it's very useful and not just for ETs. You can train your mind to use the telephone to reach anyone anywhere and receive messages from them. It's a it's a wonderful exercise for people who are new to all things metaphysics and also for those in the early stages of their studies before they build up enough confidence to connect without guidance. Because down the line, you're not going to have to go to your little room anymore and sit down and call or wait for a message. Down the line, we, we use these exercises to train our minds that intergalactic, intercosmic, whatever, communication is our birthright, and we don't need any special apparatus for it. We just do it. So, you know, you do this for a month or so, and then you don't need to do it anymore. It just happens. So I found that to be very interesting because Ani Avedisian, the mad shaman, has worked for uh, British intelligence in the role of a shaman. She's not BSing anybody when she tells you this stuff. She's giving away ancient secrets as to how to make the first steps towards connecting not just with ETs, but connecting with your own spiritual guides. And um, I really wanted to pass that on to people in this show to give it a try. What do you got to lose? What do you guys think? So you just use your regular cell phone? No, No, it's an imaginary phone. Oh, I missed that part. (laughs) You, you, it's what it, you, you're building this thing in, in it as a an imaginary room, and in it you got the phone and the answering machine, and it's just a way to focus. But it's like she says. I thought it was interesting when she said, you know, go every day even if there's nothing on the answering machine, because it builds up expectation. When we're doing mind games, and this really the spiritual war is definitely one that's in the in the thoughts of human beings. Um, when you when you're trying to make these connections, you're not going to make them if you have doubts. And everybody, doubt will come in, you know. But you have to be aware of the doubt and say no, no, no. So you just you know go and answer, but, see if there's any message. And but you see that you have you have to specify. That all the information that you're getting is coming from the light, because if if you don't make the specification, that request, you're going to get any kind of crap. <laughs> well, she covers that. She covers that. She didn't emphasize that. She said, "Know who you want to talk to," because you're again in control of the conversation. If you just open yourself up and say, "Oh, I want to talk to anybody that wants to talk to me," well, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> but if you want, you know, as, as I'm listening to this again, I, there's a show out there. It's called Resident Alien. Dolly, do you watch that? I did. Is it? A, I mean, is it a new series? It started up again. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. I didn't think that you were into it. I so apologize. Um, yeah, I think I think the next one coming up is the third one. 
and it, it I, I, I'm having a block. I couldn't, when I watched the first one, I went, what happened? How did it end? Because it's been so long since they ended the last right. thing. Last I remember that they were both on the spaceship leaving Earth. See, right? I don't remember at all. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, so it starts out, and they've taken a different, uh, let's say, a different script here. It's like the script got changed because instead of him trying to get off Earth now, he is encountering all sorts of other ETs that some of them don't want to do the good thing. They want, they want you know, the, the greys are bad. And he's now in cahoots with a general who is played by Linda... Ooh, the woman that was in the Terminator. Oh, uh, oh, what's her last name? Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Yes, yes, she's the one playing the general. And <laughs> so, and and now the you know the mayor and the mayor's wife. Well, it turns out they're abductees. And it, it, the 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 whole script is like changed slightly. But what what happened was that he was doing something. He he stopped the he, well. First off, he stopped from destroying the Earth, which was his mission. And then he did something to some ETs, the Greys, I think. And the last thing in the last show that they did, all of a sudden there's this vortex in his in his little cabin there, and he starts to freak out. And out comes this. Well, he said, "You're a blue avian." avian and you know that's a type of et that's got blue feathers it looks like a bird like you know blue and that's that's what it looked like and this is where i just like i almost i thank god i was sitting down because i was like oh my gosh because the blue avian says yes yes i've been sent from the galactic federation And the Galactic Federation is a very real thing. Yes. Why yeah. would they use that? <laughs> and, you know, I was just, and that's where it ended. You know, uh, you know, I'm here because you did this. You, you broke the law. So now, now, but I mean, it's like so different. And just... There's there's been a change. It's almost like the White Hats. Maybe they were in it behind it to begin with, but maybe there it's a big reveal now, Dolly. That could be because I feel it. I feel it happening. They're revealing stuff all over the place. You yeah. just have to keep your eyes and ears open and and tune in to things that you wouldn't give any attention to previously yeah and the galactic federation the galactic federation i had um pretty intense relationship with but never much talked about it and one day this was a few years ago jean rockefeller she she's writing and she's writing at 3 a.m in the morning and she says, I just got woke up by somebody saying they're from the Galactic Federation. I don't know who these people are, but they want me to tell you this and whatever the message was. And I just was laughing. I'm going like, 
why would they have to go through her? Because I have such an open communication with them. And they said, oh, we were just introducing ourselves to them, to her. You know, they, <laughs> they've, got, they've got their hands in, in so many things out there, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, and, and you know the situation we found ourselves in when, when yes. I heard. Oh, my, isn't this interesting, you know. <laughs> So, uh, Resident Alien, it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's Thursdays here in the States. I don't know if you can get it anyplace else. At uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And I I highly recommend it. I mean, before, it's not something I would think that I would enjoy. But it was so quirky. It's about this character from, you know, kind of lizard-looking kind of guy that can that's come from some other planet that's supposed to destroy Earth, but the vehicle crashes and he doesn't have the ability to destroy Earth now, but he takes over the body of some human that he kills to take over the body that's a doctor. And he, I mean, the whole thing is like... Oh, and I thought it was a policeman. Go ahead. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, it was a doctor. And yeah. so he goes and he's practicing medicine and it was like somebody would come in with some symptoms, and he would get his phone out, and he would Google the symptoms. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember. It's coming to me now. Yes. He you takes know? over the doctor's position. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, and, and the characters are all quirky. There's a sheriff, a black sheriff, who is just... He's too funny. He's just like a oh, I can't even explain these people. But there's there's the the town mayor, the mayor's wife, the the kid of the mayor. He has the ability to see him for what he really looks like. And that oh, was causing problems. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know, and you know the little girl, the um, well, Islamic. I would suspect. You know, the one that was so smart. She was really fun. His friend. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, she left the show. Oh. Yeah, and this, and I think that it was the first uh, episode. It was, and you know, it was, and he's grown up. You know, it doesn't take long before a kid grows up. Right, right. You can see he's grown. You know, it's not like this isn't last week. This is like last year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Uh, but the characters are very engaging. You got to take it. It's all tongue in cheek. Except now there's been a change. There's something more to it now. And uh, the fact that they mentioned the Galactic Federation and the Blue Avian. A Blue Avian, in my mind, is not something that a normal person would think of as being an ET. We know they're right. there, but, you know, it's not like one of the major major characters. Yeah. So I don't know if you've got that in, in Britain, Jan. I don't know if you can get it even. Um, I doubt it. Um, I mean, I only have Amazon Prime. I don't have um, cable or anything like that. So I don't, I don't know. know whether it, any of it would be on YouTube or anything. I don't know. I have. I, I just, I've seen it on YouTube. You what's, do. What's the name of it again? Resident Alien. All right. Okay. I'll look at it. I'll look for it on YouTube. Oh, it's fun. You okay. might be only seeing the old ones, but they're fun. Mm. <laughs> so, 
anyway, it rings a bell actually i can't think why but maybe it's just one of those word, phrases but it did well, sound I familiar it, I, brought it, I brought it up over the years because i do you know i started watching it when it first started out and i don't know who even turned me on to it but it was like oh this is so <laughs> it was just such a strange the whole thing is so strange that it was like worth looking at, you know, mm-hmm. and I was pretty sure they'd take it off if it was telling me anything truthful, but it was very, very much out there, you know, but now that they've come back after this, you know, lo- long time uh, and it's all changing, it's it's now it's really got me excited. Let's put it that way. So, um Anyway, we're in the last five, four minutes here. Um, what would Gosh, you that like? went quickly, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Is there something you'd like to leave the audience with, uh, Dolly? Well, I had a good news article, but it's too <laughs> long for it to read. Um, it, basically, uh, to wish, New York Medical School surprises students with free tuition in perpetuity after $1 billion gift. Uh, They got this $1 billion gift from a lady whose husband died and left her that much money. And she used it to pay forward the tuition of students at a Bronx medical school. So basically, that's the gist of that story. Very good. And it's a good story. Uh, From Jack Pozo on X, holy funking slit. They are trying to blame Lakin Riley now. If I typed what I want to type, I would get banned. Um, Migrant charged with murdering Lakin Riley likely panicked when she fought back. So they're blaming her for her death. How dare she fight back? I know. Who did she think she is? Or who did she think she was? <laughs> That's how crooked the system is. But then you got the lady who donates billions of dollars to pay for students going to medical school. Well, a lot of people are going to medical school because now it's free. Yeah. Well, in one little little place place yeah. right unfortunately it's big farmer school yeah. <laughs> that's the downside Probably. Probably. Yeah. <clears throat> but i want to spend it on a good side the upside yes i know, yeah, I yes, know. It yes it is I yes know. it's good yes <laughs> Jeez. okay so walt you want to say good night I'm, I'm a truther dear i can't help spouting truth you know that's my job <laughs> Oh, bullshit. <laughs> you just like to rain on the parade. I uh, do not. I do not. She really doesn't. It's well, just, no. No. It's, it's, her it's, so wet, it's so wet and it rains so much. <laughs> and there's a very serious in England. But they do have Monty Python, so, so I guess we should you know, respect that. <laughs> Actually, she's uh, she's uh, she's on a mission, and I'm mm. with, I'm on it with her. So, mm. you know, thank you, Nancy. Sorry if we upset your reality, but hey, 
That's what we're here for. <laughs> you know, shake that reality. Take the apples out of the tree. Absolutely. <laughs> Get the rotten ones on the ground. Squish them. <laughs> Walt, you want to say goodnight? Good night, everybody, and, uh, and uh, <coughs> love blankets everywhere. Yes, love blankets. Okay. Um, um, same from me. Lots of love. Take care, everybody. Yeah. Um, what's coming up? I don't know. I guess Tuesday shows are where we're going to go next. Um, so thank you all for being here. We do deeply appreciate you. It's uh, important that we know we're all here together to get through this, and things are happening. Oh, yes. Say what? Say what radio show? With no agenda. It's always a surprise. But if we're not having fun, we're doing something wrong. <laughs>